Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ed Robertson thanking you for making us part of your Labor Day weekend celebration. We'll be back with a brand new edition of our program next week. In the meantime, we invite you to enjoy a replay of a conversation that originally aired in March 2020 with eight-time Emmy Award-winning actor Ed Asner. Ed Asner passed away last week at the age of 91. Hi there, this is Joan Van Ark, and you're listening to TV Confidential. Roberts, welcome back to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television. Is always happy to welcome Mr. Ed Asner. Ed Asner, eight-time Emmy Award winner, five-time Golden Globe Award winner, and one of the most respected and beloved actors of our time. Ed Asner can be seen as town boss James Staghorn Sr. in the USA Network series Briar Patch. Briar Patch airs Monday nights on USA Network. Ed has a new book out called Son of a Junk Man. Son of a Junk Man, a memoir of his life and career that also pays tribute to his father, his mother, and his siblings. We'll tell you more about Son of a Junk Man in just a second. Ed Asner is also about to hit the road and bring his plays God Help Us and A Man and His Prostate to various cities across the country over the next few weeks, including a performance in his hometown of Kansas City, Missouri. We began our conversation by telling Ed, I love your book. Oh, thank you. That's a very pleasing way to greet me. <laughs> well, I am talking to God Almighty, so I always want to be on God's good side. Well, you bet your ass. <laughs> we know where you live. Uh, yes, absolutely. We then started talking about one of the more poignant parts of Son of a Junk Man, in which Ed talks about how his father died in 1957, just as he was starting his acting career, and how he wished... His father had lived to see his great success as Lou Grant on the Mary Tyler Moore Show and Lou Grant. Well, he, I was with this group in Chicago, mm-hmm. Playwrights Theater Club, and he had never seen me act. And uh, I waited and waited for the right play to have him come up from Kansas City to Chicago to see me act. Uh, and that was a great effort, believe me. Mm-hmm. And finally, we decided in the fall of that year to do the Dibbuk. So I invited him and Mom to come up, and they said they were. And she roasted a chicken Mm -hmm. to bring with her, and they stayed at a hotel near the theater, and uh, that's all he ate. And uh, they came to the theater to see me do Rabbi Azrael, a very ancient rabbi, in the Dibbuk. Mm-hmm. And Mom uh, couldn't contain herself, chatted a great deal with two girls sitting next to her. He didn't have anything to, much to say. He didn't even, I don't even think he said, yeah, it's a, a nice show. And then later on, I heard, 
when he got back to Kansas City, he'd tell the relatives or whoever he was talking to, I played so old that he wanted to get up on the stage and help me. <laughs> That's kind of a compliment, and, and that you. Oh, you, it is. It, you know, he meant it as a compliment. Yeah, because it, it there was something about your performance that moved him. And I mean, I'm not an actor. I just talk to actors on the radio, but from what I've learned from talking to actors such as yourself, Ed, if you can trigger that sort of emotional response from an audience member, you've done your job. That's the best compliment anyone could pay you. Oh, I know. I, I was quite pleased to hear it. And you, you mentioned it was hard for your father to come out and see one of your plays. That's because your father was a hard-working businessman. and yeah. uh, he, uh, he swung his own hammer. And so much of that everyman quality for which you are known, Ed, you got from your dad. Yep, yep. I, uh, I believed uh, more in physical labor than my brothers did. Well, it, it shows because you've always been in good shape and you've always been well put together. And uh, I would imagine that adds to the physical stamina that you need, you know, especially today as you, as, as you hit the road and are actively promoting your plays, God Help Us and the Man on His Prostate, you know. So it's, it's just to have that, to be, to be in good physical condition, that always pays off when you're an actor. I read the New York Times today. I don't get to do it every day. Boy, it's depressing, I'll tell you. Yeah. The coronavirus news, the stock market news, the failure of CDC to stop the virus. Well, I'm nodding my head because there have been times the last few days where, you know, it's just, okay, what are you going to do? But... And this, and this goes back to one of the messages you said in your previous book, Ed, The Grouchy Historian, is that in times like these, it is incumbent for all of us to dig down deep and do what it takes to get things done so that we do not lose our democracy. Yeah. Yeah. And going back to talking about your father, I mean, that, that value, that that personal strength and the, the willingness and the belief in fighting for your principles and doing the right thing. Yeah. You also got that from your dad. Well, I'll always be trying to measure up to my father. He was a tough scale to climb, a tough altitude, but, but he was worth it. Well, I was, I was going to say, I, I forget who said this, but this was a quote one of my favorite teachers when I was a junior in high school. He posted it on his classroom, and I forget who said this. I can look this up in post-production. But a man's reach should always exceed his grasp. And it sounds like in trying to, you know, live up to your father, trying to measure up to your father— that, it's, it sounds like that was one of the philosophies you had in the back of your head throughout your life. Yeah. Well, he came from Belarus. And he had an unkind stepmother. At the age of 12, he was chopping shingles mm -hmm. in the forest of Belarus. And I guess he came to America probably when he was 19 or 20. But he came alone. 
and he built his prosperity on his own. My uh, middle brother was in awe of him, and he said if he had been educated in America, he could have been president. <laughs> <laughs> so we deal with the hand we got. And right now, the hand I got is a fortunate hand because I'm talking to Ed Asner. Ed Asner, the actor known around the world as Lou Grant on both the Mary Tyler Moore show and his own show, Lou Grant. He's also the voice of Carl Fredrickson in Up and many other movies and uh, TV animated specials. We'll talk about how special Up is to Ed in just a second, but to Ed's father and his brother Labe, and his brother Ben, and all of his other siblings are among the many characters that Ed brings to life in his new book, Son of a Junk Man, My Life from the West Bottoms of Kansas City to the Bright Lights of Hollywood, which you can find in hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com, where books are sold online. You can follow Ed on Twitter, the only Ed Asner, as well as on Instagram. Ed, Ed can currently be seen... Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the USA Network series Briar Patch, Briar Patch airs Monday nights on USA. Ed plays a character, James Staghorn Sr. What can you tell us about your character in Briar Patch? He's a mean old bastard. <laughs> <laughs> He's what my father wasn't. Yeah. And um, he uh, is as old as in the hills. Mm-hmm. David... Uh, Pamer. Plays my son, mm-hmm. and he's a wonderful actor. And the two of us uh, have a great deal of sport taking each other to new heights. Yeah. Well, that's. Thank you for that big introduction. I, I, I wanted to stop you and have you come up for air. <laughs> I. My, my, my guests give me a hard time, you know, for, for the introduction. But because you cover so much, I try, I try to hit all the highlights in, in as few amount of time as possible. Well, you did. You did. Uh, so just listening to you talk about the, the character you play on, on Briar Patch, uh, does he like spunk? Oh, yeah, he likes spunk. He, <laughs> uh, he probably uh, will slam it down if he is confronted by it. But uh, beneath the skin, he likes it. You talked about uh, the joy you have uh, in, in working with your co-stars on, on Briar Patch. J- 
just getting to know you a little bit through your books and just, you know, our previous conversations, you enjoy the camaraderie and the collaborative process of working with your fellow actors, whether it's for movies or for, or, or for the stage. Yeah, well, David Paymer is just ideal to work with. Mm -hmm. he, he feeds you beautifully. So you can take off from any time he opens his mouth. There's something to take off from. And again, just from what other actors tell me, it's the, the essence of acting is reacting to what your fellow actors, not, not, only, not only to what your fellow actor says, but how they deliver their particular line, uh, because that may trigger a response and that may affect how you deliver your line. Well, they were so wonderful uh, when we shot, because there wasn't that much written in terms of dialogue for either of us. But this one point, the... Uh, Director, producer, uh, had two cameras set up, shooting both of us, just ad libbing, mm -hmm. and that was that was a lovely thing to do, and we got some good, we got off some good lines. When you're given a part, say uh, on a on a television show uh, or in a movie, and you you may get a, an idea of what your character is based on what the script says, but as you prepare to play that person, and I'm not just talking about Briar Patch, I'm talking about anything you do in general. Do you kind of, I mean, I know, I know some actors, they sort of create in their mind's eye a backstory for that character, regardless of whether they draw on it in the series or in the movie. It just gives them something to stand on as they build their performance. Do you ever do something like that? I think I must do it unconsciously. Uh, I'm, I'm never brought up short by direct questions as to what do you think he did before he entered the scene. Uh, nobody's ever asked me that, but I think I would have an answer in uh, a second or two. Well, it, it, it seems to me it makes sense to do that because you're inhabiting a life. And so, you know, at, at some point you're going to know that character better than anybody else. And so that whether the backstory you create in the back of your mind actually gets drawn out. I mean, it, it's something, it's a tool that you can draw from at some point in your performance. Well, and I, I tried to lead as varied a life as I could before I became a steady working actor. I worked on auto assembly lines. Mm -hmm. I worked in steel mills. I worked selling shoes. I did, I sold TV advertising. I've been around. You've been around and then some, and Ed, Ed, Ed shares a few of the stories of his, yeah. of his life before he became an actor and the experiences that he drew from when he became an actor. You can read about that in his book, Son of a Junk Man, Son of a Junk Man, available in hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com. You can follow Ed on Twitter at the only Ed Astor, the only Ed Astor. By the way, you recently changed your profile photo on Twitter. It's you've got uh it's it's a black and white, it's a black background. You look kind of spooky, but you look cool. Oh dear. <laughs> oh my, I didn't know who did that. I'll have to talk to Charlie. It's a good photograph. It is? It's a good that that was meant as a compliment. All I, right. I, I like your photo. As long as you don't think of don't forget me as Santa Claus. Oh no well who 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 can forget Santa Claus? Forget me. Yes. No. Well, no one will forget you, Ed. All right. No one will forget. Oh, uh, you. I. You did an appearance at the Hollywood Show recently. There was a. You posted a photo on on social media. Do you still have the beard? 
Yes. The beard is a good look. Keep the beard. You like it? I like the beard very much. Well, I'm doing, uh, uh, on next Tuesday, I think it is, I'm doing uh, Grace and Frankie. Oh. And I'll see uh, how they react to the beard there. It may have to come off. Is this the character you played uh, about a year uh, yeah. with, with Lily? Yeah. Was his name Rodney or... Yeah, the, if I remember correctly, the, the character you played on Grace and Frankie hacked into their website. And and, uh-huh. and Lily visited him and talked him out of doing that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was that was not your first time working with Lily. You had worked with her. I think you worked we with did, uh, uh, X Files. Yeah, we had a marvelous time there. I'll tell you a story though. Uh, they they had a scene where uh, I wasn't with Lily, mm-hmm. and they were filming her on the next stage for some reason. I don't know why they changed stages, but they did. So I was in one stage, and there was a, a bunch of comfortable chairs or couches, whatever. And I lay down, and I went to sleep. Well, they had to stop filming her to find out what was the noise that was being caused. It was me snoring on the next stage. <laughs> well, it was the middle of the night, pal. Well, what do you expect? You are recharging your batteries. Absolutely. You are recharging your batteries to deliver the best performance you needed to do when, when the red light came on to film that episode of, of The X-Files. Unfortunately, uh, Lily wasn't getting that big a charge out of it. <laughs> Ed shares lots of memories of the various other movie and TV roles that he's done throughout his career. Those are all in Son of a Junk Man, Son of a Junk Man, My Life from the West Bottoms of Kansas City to the Bright Lights of Hollywood, Son of a Junk Man, available hardcover paperback and as an ebook, uh, Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. You can follow Ed Asner on Facebook and on Twitter. Uh, let's see. Oh, uh, you're also touring uh, later in March. You'll be touring both. A man on his prostate and God help us. The the playwright of God help us was one of your collaborators on Son of a Junk Man. Yes, yes, he helped write it. Helped me write it. He helped write it, and he helped draw a lot of memories and a lot of great stories out of you. Yeah, yeah. It was a nice trip. Not a bad trip. Oh, and it's a great read because it works the way the best memoirs work. It makes us feel like we're in the same room talking to you well and since you, you and i are named likewise uh we can uh, cross identify each other absolutely absolutely and folks you should pick up a copy of son of a junk man uh by ed asner you will enjoy it as, as much as i do if you love ed asner you give it gives you insight into how he played lou grant both on the mary tyler moore show and on on his own show, Lou Grant. It, it also talks about who he based Lou Grant on when he played him on the hour-long show and all the ups and downs of his career. Son of a Junk Band, available hardcover, paperback, and as an ebook through Amazon.com. This conversation with Ed Asner originally aired in March 2020 on TV Confidential. Ed Asner passed away last week at the age of 91. We'll take a quick timeout. We'll play more of our conversation with Ed here on TV Confidential. 
be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.